So if I think about what I do and the things we solve, whether it was Terry Ross Consulting or Apex, uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> staff needs to be trained. There's just a lack of fundamental training in the industry today. Yes. Right? Conferences are great, but it's a bunch of theoretical stuff. People take back notes and nobody knows how to execute. They want to be profitable, but they don't understand what makes them the most money. They want efficiency, but sometimes they're taking too long in the room. They want more patience in the door, but they can't convert. Like I could go on and on. So I think if you look at what Engage brings, I think you know their opportunity there is to help reduce the consultation time, to help inform patients to make a decision quicker and empower them with information that they don't have today. So together, our organizations are both patient engagement and practice optimization. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Technology of Beauty, where I have the opportunity to interview the movers and the shakers of the beauty business. And today is no exception. Today with us in the studio is Terry Ross, our dear friend, and she's the CEO and founder of Terry Ross Consulting, as well as Apex. Thank you, Terry, for joining us here Thank today. Thank you, Grant, for it's, having me it's again. It's so I'm great s- to have you. Always love being here with you. Yes. And we're neighbors. We have full disclosure. We're here in Manhattan <laughs> Beach. You just live in, right next door, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're neighbors. We're friends. And you're going to hear on this program, uh, we're co-workers now. So, uh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Now stay tuned for the show. Wait till you hear. But first, where'd you grow up? Gross Point, Michigan. Yes? Yes. And yes. where'd you go to college? I went to Central Michigan. That's where I got my degree. But I went to Wayne State Medical School for two years. Uh-huh. I kind of decided that wasn't for me. I preferred oh. the business aspect of medicine. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and then after that, where'd you go? After I two years? God. Well, no, then I, fin- I finished my degree at Central. Right. And then I went right to J&J my fir- with working with Indigo, Indigo Medical. So okay. my first sales job. And then I moved out here, God, about 22 years ago. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and when you moved out here, did you change jobs at that point? I had been working. I went right from college right to Johnson & Johnson. I went to D- Merck Shearing Plow, different therapeutic areas that I worked in. Doing uh-huh. just, I worked in Fortune 500 for about 16 years. Okay. Yep. So when I moved out here, I got my first job in aesthetics with Medicis in 2007. So you work with Jonah. Yes, I did. Who's also a guest here. I know, yes. We go friend. way back. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you were, uh, but you lived in SoCal. Lived in SoCal and about, yeah, I moved here in 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so you worked at Medicis. Worked at Medicis. For how long about? Two years. I was the West Coast director. Okay. For two years. Then Zeltique, pre okay. IPO. Okay. Recruited me mm-hmm. with Aaron, yeah. <laughs> which was fun. Uh, we were moving and shaking. And then after it went IPO, I left to start Terry Ross Consulting. And what year was that about? Like God, 11? I, I was the West Coast and uh, Canadian director, 2011. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you work with Dave Hagee, didn't you? Dave Hagee, yes. Yeah. Who, are all yeah, who also lives here in the South Bay. <laughs> We're all listening to a little incestuous community, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, well, that's aesthetics, <laughs> thus right? the technology of beauty. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Okay. So... You were at Celtique, and then, then 2011, you started Terry Ross Consulting. I did. I did. Tell us yes. about Terry Ross Consulting. Mm-hmm. Why did you do it? What yeah. was the whole point? Take us right through no, to the present. Right. God, from an authentic place, I decided to have a child later in life. So I was traveling so much, and I, I didn't. And the doctor was like, you, I, you know, you can't do that. <clears throat> so <laughs> then I was just working with, you know, several, you know, several physicians in Beverly Hills, and I think that was when like the medical spas were really starting to kick off. And surgeons, a lot of the surgeons wanted to bring that non-surgical aspect to the business. Sure. So Garth Fisher called me 
gosh, yeah, back then. And he's like, hey, I want to build my med spa. Can you come help me? Uh-huh. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I never <laughs> did a med spa before. But coming from the corporate, I was like, I knew the business aspect of it. I knew sales. I had uh-huh. trained teams, God, for 20 plus years prior. I'm aging myself. Sure. Um, and I worked in his practice. Yeah. And we built his biomed spa. And then after that, you know, Paul Nassif recruited me and Andy Frankel, and it just catapulted uh, into a 12-year career helping physicians be efficient and make money. Okay. Yeah. But at some point, you also started Apex. I did. How did do, are the two yeah. the same? Are they related? How does that work? They, they are the same in that Apex was incubated in the middle of COVID when the conferences were shut down. I do about 26 conferences a year. Okay. Honestly, I was worried about with practices being shut, what was going to happen to my consulting business because who would hire me, <clears throat> right, if you oh, guys right. weren't open. And ironically, I think physicians of all nature were forced to look at their books and recognize they weren't really running so efficient and profitable as they could be. Uh My business went up 70%. I could not keep the capacity of work. During COVID. mm -hmm, Yeah, during COVID. And I was like, God, I'm really, frankly, trading time for dollars. So what can I do? And this whole on-demand learning platform with being in COVID was now this becoming this huge phenomenon. And I had a friend in private equity, and he's like, "What do? You, how do you help people?" I'm like, "Well, this is what I do." He's like, uh-huh. "Well, how? Walk me through it." So I'm walking him through it, and he's like, "We need to turn this into a SaaS thing." I didn't even know what SaaS the word <laughs> meant at the time. I'm like, "What? Sassy? Yeah, I can be." Um, yeah. So then, it basically, uh, myself and my team at the time, I had written the sales training curriculum. We wrote a finance course, almost like finance for dummies, like finance in the MBA of aesthetics. Uh-huh. We worked with a CPA firm and we built financial calculators and tools that backed into like all of the things that we were doing by hand. But, okay. Yeah, so that doctors would know gross profit and revenue per hour and a forecast and a budget, how to compensate. And I, we, we recognized and peeled back the onion that doctors of your status or startup, people have the same seven or eight issues, right, within the medical aesthetic space from okay. a business perspective. And we were solving those. So Apex was incubated in, tw- in right, the beginning of 2020. Right. We launched it in March of 21. Okay. <clears throat> and when you launched it, did you launch it with Isaac? We did. No, a- no or- actually, no. I launched it with myself and my team. That's what I thought. Um, like an initial investor. Uh-huh. Isaac Musley, my co-CEO, joined. I brought him on in August of 21. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you're you, you incubated in twenty. Mm-hmm. It started in twenty one. You bring Isaac in. Tell me what Isaac's role is with Apex. <clears throat> you know, and I know you guys go way back too. Isaac is my co CEO, uh-huh. and we also go back probably ten years when he had Atlas KPI. Right. That's. So I right. felt like I got the platform, and really, what Apex is, it stands for Aesthetic Practice Accelerator. Okay. And it and the philosophies and the methodologies that I used in private consulting. I turned that into the platform. So it's based on three core components, which is training, and now it's an enterprise learning management system Uh so that practices all have these courses on demand. The analytics, which from my perspective started with the six financial calculators we built, I needed to get it to the next level. Uh, With Isaac having Atlas KPI, which was the first data analytics company in aesthetics that he sold, measuring those 30 KPIs in a beautiful dashboard, I brought him on to help me do that and take, kind of take it to the next I level. I see. Yeah. I didn't know how that yeah. all started. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, wait, yes. What are we? Twenty three. Yeah. Oh, wait. Twenty three. March. March. Year and of half, 20, yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. yeah. A year and a half. And uh, so now you have the consulting and also Apex. Right. So Terry Ross Consulting is still there. I do a lot of training now on the corporate side. I train for Repeat MD and Hydrofacial and Revell. Like so, I do a lot of training okay. on the corporate side. So it's there. I don't take private clients anymore. Everything is being funneled through the Apex platform. Got it. Yeah. And before you were taking private clients for twelve years. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now there's Apex. You have Isaac. Yeah. You're you're doing corporate consulting. Yes. Yeah. And you're doing all the present presentations oh. <laughs> all over the country. I've like seen you. these it's meetings. Exhausting. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, I can't remember the last one I just saw yet, but it just on and on and on. You keep it's doing it. And then recently, you've considered merging with Engage Technologies. Yes. So exciting. And yeah. you're a big part of that, uh-huh. obviously, a huge part of that. So, you know, somebody had said to me, <clears throat> you don't start a baby to keep it a baby. Because I was, I was very, you know, emotional. I'm like, do I want to give up the company, but I think there's no greater compliment and honor that a company such as Engage Technologies, right? We'll talk about your role there, um, wanting to partner, wanting to merge with us to bring significant innovation into the into the market now. Well, by the time we run this show, I think we will be one organization. <laughs> and yes. full disclosure, uh, I'm the Chief Medical Information Officer of Engage. I'm also the Chairman of the Board of Engage, mm-hmm. and we look forward to uh, announcing our uh, merger yeah. with Terry Ross and in particular Apex with you and, and Isaac. And why don't you tell our listeners mm-hmm. and watchers both a little bit about the merger and, and where you see the dynamics? How, how is Engage going to help uh, Apex and vice versa? How, what's that look like yeah, coming together? Because no. two companies will become one company. Yes. And thank you, Grant. Again, you've been such a dear friend for, gosh, 20 years. And then just your, your role in, in, in both organizations. And I think that, you know, having a phys- physician's perspective and then just your business acumen too, I think that what Engage brings to the market and where they've, you know, had a huge impact on the ocular side, to my understanding, mm-hmm. is bringing that patient engagement level. So if I think about what I do and the things we solve, whether it was Terry Ross Consulting or Apex, uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> staff needs to be trained. There's just a lack of of fundamental training in the industry today. Yes. Conferences are great, but it's a bunch of theoretical stuff. People take back notes and nobody knows how to execute. They want to be profitable, but they don't understand what makes them the most money. They want efficiency, but sometimes they're taking too long in the room. They want more patients in the door, but they can't convert. Like I could go on and on with (laughs) these 10 things. And so we have to say, are we willing to be, you know, mediocre? The average med spa only does about two million. That's not a lot of money. And there's a lot of private equity money right now in this big roll up in consolidation. So I think if you look at what Engage brings <clears throat> with their high end videos, which I know you and several physicians, these KOLs were part of making these videos. Mm-hmm. I think you know their opportunity there is to help reduce the consultation time, to help inform patients to make a decision quicker and empower them with information that they don't have today. Mm-hmm. How does that lead into what Apex does? Well, again, videos are great, but not if they get the phone ring or somebody's doing a website for them and their team, you know, <laughs> isn't trained to convert them. That's a bigger problem. Right. So together, our organizations are both patient engagement and practice optimization. Excellent. Which is pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's sort of the missing link, I think, 
or the third leg of a stool. Yes, it yes. is, right? I was like those broken tricycle wheels right now, and that's what <laughs> we've all been riding on for so long. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But how do you feel about this whole chairman? I mean, that's exciting. I'm excited to work with you on a different, deeper capacity, sure. too. Uh, well, uh, obviously, Engage Technologies is very near and dear to me, and uh, the board asked if I would... Uh, become the chairman and I said yes uh, it's not a job I particularly <laughs> I didn't apply for it and uh, I hope that it's uh, uh, I hope that I do a great job and I and I don't want to do it as a career I can tell you that <laughs> you don't need another career right now <laughs> <laughs> but it's a big responsibility and I'm having a good time and also working with you and Isaac and this merger is yeah, very exciting yeah. to me. And how do you think, I mean, I'm, I'm always curious too, I think everything's been so well received. We have probably over 300 practices on Apex now, mm -hmm. 2,000 users growing rapidly, exponential growth. That's wonderful. Um, but how do you think that the industry is going to receive this not well, even just the merger. When we, all, when we announced the potential merger a few weeks ago, I my phone rang off the hook. Get it, yeah. Yeah, the mm -hmm. industry is very uh, interested in this because uh, obviously they can have the best product and the best ideas, but the, if the it starts, the, the people answer the yeah. phone <laughs> and the front office and then yeah. right on through the whole office all the way up yeah. to the physician. Um, that educational piece is absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. And the things you're talking about, how to make the clothes, how to answer yeah. the phone, how to convert people, how to upsell, how yeah. to cross-sell. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had a guest on the show recently who <clears throat> was talking about a wonderful product, but the obstacle to it was gonna be adoption. Oh, okay. And you can come with the best product in the world, but if the staff doesn't wanna change their yeah. behavior, mm -hmm. It doesn't get uh, incorporated into into the everyday portion of the of the patient experience. Yeah. An example of this also might be something like patient financing mm -hmm. or subscription. You know, people for the longest time just paid whatever it was mm -hmm. six, eight thousand dollars, whatever the pro the mm -hmm. surgery was. We'll say. Yeah. Well, now we thanks to Patient Fi, as yeah. you know, we have monthly payments. And it can it it's totally different. It's like yeah. in the old days, you'd walk in and buy a BMW <laughs> or, a, or a Mercedes, and they told you how much it is. Now you can mm -hmm. hardly get it out of them how much yeah. it is. They tell you how much it is a month, month. Right. Right? right? That's how they sell it. Yeah. Same thing with your iPhones. Yeah. And it's a better experience for the consumer, and also for the provider, you actually have a better conversion because we live in yeah. a in a subscription economy or a finance mm -hmm. monthly mm -hmm. economy. Mm -hmm. One of the things I was talking to Todd Watts about uh, when I interviewed him for Patient Phi mm -hmm. is <clears throat> how does how does he educate the staff yeah. to 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 present mm -hmm. the surgery mm -hmm. differently? Yeah. You know, you could have this for one hundred and ninety five dollars a mm -hmm. month. When he mm -hmm. partnered with Allergan on the Natrell breast implant program, yeah. the practices that used that approach mm -hmm. grew twice as fast mm -hmm. yeah. as than the practices who didn't. didn't. Mm -hmm. And it just takes a, a behavioral change on the person yeah. quoting. And I, I'm sure you are at the helm of that since you're teaching these practices. Best, well, I love best it. Practices. God, you just took the words out of my mouth. And I echo everything you said because when we think about even the consultation, you know, people are afraid to talk about financing or they don't have the salesmanship during the consultation. It's one thing to just be a provider and say, oh, Dr. C, you know, Grant, I see you're here today to talk about ABC, XYZ. Right. 
people don't buy things though, right? I don't buy the implants, but I buy how it's going to make me look. Right. I don't, and right? make me feel. And feel. So they buy for an emotional reason. Mm-hmm. I teach a whole course on the consultation process and, and the qualifying questions and objection handling. But to get, like, I'm like, just follow my 11 questions. Get the patient to tell you their emotional state of mind. And then at the end, any objections they might throw out can be overcome because you can say, well, Grant, I'm sorry, what I heard you saying is you feel like this, ABC, right? Uh-huh. Help me understand. Then I was always, I'm almost turning like your words against you uh-huh. based on what you said. And so, you know, it helps develop that treatment plan, right. right? Talking about financing. So at the end of the day, we're increasing revenue per hour, greater patient outcomes, and everyone's happy. But people we're- don't do it or can't do it. Well, they can do it. They, they need you to teach them how to do <laughs> yes, it. Yes, that's right. And between yes, you and right. Engage and dripping it uh, with a novel form of uh, education, mm. it's not that's just exciting. videos, right? It's the no. technology, that mobile intelligence technology Huge. on their most trusted device, right? Yeah. Yes. How many of you know where your phone is right <laughs> this moment? And if you don't, you better find it because you're panicking right this moment, right? <laughs> Mine's sitting down yeah. here. When we drive yeah. that information through our most trusted device yeah. and text messaging, we're seeing 90 plus percent downloads of various information mm-hmm. at the height of interest and the time of need for that patient mm-hmm. uh, across all sorts of elective things. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned ocular, that mm-hmm. would be intraocular lenses or mm-hmm. refractive stuff. With aesthetics, it's the whole gamut. Yeah. With hearing, it's the audiology, it's the hearing aids, it's cosmetic dentistry, dentistry uh, and on and on. Yeah. It's just amazing. And uh, I look forward to working with you more. Yes, uh, me too. And uh, developing these two technologies simultaneously mm-hmm. under one brand. Absolutely. It's yeah. going to be huge. And I think that, again, we're looking at the, the aesthetic space. There's not a lot of innovation right now. And I think we have to bring solutions not just lasers and not just surgeries and not just treatments, but how do we how do we close the loop so that we can continue to drive right great patient experience, great outcomes, but greater profitability. Okay, yeah. well I agree. Yeah. Now I noticed you brought a crystal ball. Oh, oh, I did. I saw that when you came in you? as a yeah. When you look <laughs> into your crystal ball, what do you see one, three, five years from now? What what do we get? Five years from now, when we do this program. What's the aesthetics landscape wow. and world look like? <clears throat> That's a loaded question. Yes, it I is. I think a lot of consolidation. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, for good, bad, ugly, right, wrong, there's a lot of non-cores wanting to get into the space on the med spa side. Mm-hmm. A lot of private equity backed money. Um, and I think, you know, newer doctors coming out of school, continuing to open up practices. Uh, and, 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 you know, just I think really hopefully – just being more, you know, more smart and efficient the way that they run their business. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would agree with you. Good stuff. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having Uh, me. It's always a pleasure to have you. Always, Yeah. And I'd like to thank all of you for joining us also at this episode of The Technology of Beauty, where I have the opportunity to interview the movers and shakers of the beauty business. And you can see today was no exception. Hey, safe travels. See you (laughs) guys all next week. Thank you.